Good morning, everybody. We have a mixed trade in the grain markets here early on Tuesday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. We've got July corn futures down three cents at 6.56 and a quarter. December corn is down five at 5.52. July soybeans down three cents at 14.12. November soybeans down seven and a quarter at 13.12. We've got July Chicago wheat up three cents at 6.64 and a half. July Kansas City wheat is up four and a half cents at 6.04 and a quarter. July spring wheat up 31 and a half cents at 796. If you guys are watching on YouTube, I think I may have some internet issues this morning. Uh, the podcast will be crystal clear uh, if for some reason there is an issue here. Just a quick FYI. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, always appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit the like button. If you need some additional assistance from me, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Go to that website. Click on Grain Marketing Plan here in the upper right-hand corner. For $49 a month, I offer a subscription service. It includes my morning email, which goes out every business day at 6.30 a.m. Central Time. Uh, that includes every overnight headline that you need to be aware of, all sorts of interesting charts, graphics, all that sort of stuff. Um, there's a text message service that goes along with that. I offer subscriber-only videos and content. These are videos that are sent out just to subscribers. Uh, they go out pretty much every single day covering a variety of, of grain market and marketing-related topics, everything from seasonals to cash sales to capture and carry option strategies, all that sort of stuff. This is all included uh, in this monthly subscription for $49 a month. You can cancel it at any time. This is a standalone product, no trading account required, no acreage fee, nothing like that. Certainly check that out. To uh, get into some of the headlines here this morning, we saw crop ratings decline yesterday. U.S. corn con conditions declined. Uh, the crop is now rated 65% good to excellent nationally, down from 68 last week, below the 69% average. Uh, traders expected a number near 66, so it, it was not totally unexpected that the uh, ratings would decline. That That is what was expected, as a matter of fact. Uh, ratings in Iowa fell 7% in corn to 56% good to excellent. Illinois fell 4% to 64% good to excellent. Minnesota down 8%. North Dakota down 3%. South Dakota down 11%. Indiana down 3%. Soybean ratings also declined. Uh, the U.S. bean crop now rated 60% good to excellent nationally, down from 62 last week, below the 67% average. Uh, traders expected 60%, so this was totally expected in regard to soybeans. Um, ratings in Iowa for beans were down 4%, Minnesota down 7%, North Dakota down 1%, South Dakota down 8 Nebraska down 4% in the good to excellent category for soybeans, Indiana down 3%, bean crop 91% emerge nationally uh, from 80, 86 last week, 85 on average, 5% blooming uh, versus 5 on average. U.S. spring wheat conditions really took a tumble. The crop is rated only 27% good to excellent, down 10% on the week, way below the 68% average. It is a very rare occasion for ratings to be this low early in the season. In fact, I don't know if ratings have ever been this low early in the season. Uh, the North Dakota crop rated only 19% good to excellent for spring wheat, down sharply from 29 last week. South Dakota rated only 5% good to excellent, down from 17 last week. Uh, ratings in Minnesota dropped 20 points down to 48% good to excellent from 68 last week. Montana dropped down to 43 from 50 last week. 37% of the U.S. spring wheat crop rated poor to very poor uh, versus 27 the prior week. So spring wheat futures up uh, more than 30 cents in the spot month contract this morning, really kind of separating themselves from the rest of the complex. 
The U.S. winter wheat crop is 17% harvested versus 4% last week and 26% on average. So we're moving forward here. We now have progress in Kansas. 13% of that crop is harvested versus nothing last week. Still behind the 24% average. Uh, seeing some progress in the Midwest, Illinois and Indiana, both 12% complete with spring wheat harvest. Oklahoma's half done. Texas, 58% done. No progress in Colorado, Nebraska, or South Dakota reported. The crop is 96% headed in winter wheat versus 92 last year or last week, rather, and 96 on average. Some ag state lawmakers are pushing for new investment in biofuel in addition to tax credits that would boost biofuel demand. There's a bunch of Congress members from rural states that will introduce bills in the coming weeks to seek federal funds to add more high biofuel blend pumps at retail stations and some tax credits for automakers that put more flex fuel vehicles on the road. Uh, they're kind of hoping to slip this thing into Biden's uh, massive infrastructure bill the way that it seems. Um, as this is being proposed, we have not really heard the EPA or the Biden administration deny that they may relieve oil refiners of some of their biofuel obligations. So you've got a lot going on here with ethanol. There was also a Reuters story this morning suggesting that both the U.S. and Brazil would reduce ethanol production in the coming months, and, and that's just speculation. That's not fact by any means, but a lot going on with ethanol here. Brazilian soybean acreage likely to increase this year. The head of one uh, uh, farmer group in Brazil estimates uh, soybean plantings this fall at 40 million hectares. That's about 99 million acres, up from 37.8 uh, this past year. This would mark a year-over-year -year increase of 5.5% in Brazilian soybean acreage. It would be the largest amount of soybean acreage that any country has ever planted. Uh, Brazil has been, of course, consistently increasing soybean acreage year-over-year. -year. USDA has already estimated the 21-22 Brazilian bean crop at 144 million metric tons that would be up almost six percent versus this uh versus the record of 137 from this past year uh, brazil begins early soybean planting in september let's take a look at some weather here guys and i wanted to kind of show you a few things to put this deal into context this morning so here's your uh corn areas in drought and here's your uh major corn growing areas in the United States. I'm going to go kind of back to the, the basics here of this whole drought situation, weather situation. So these dark green areas, you know, these are your major crop areas. Um, you've got the eastern half of Ohio, all of Indiana, all of Illinois, all of Iowa, southern Minnesota, and then the far eastern areas of, say, North Dakota, South Dakota, uh, the entire half of eastern Nebraska. Those are your major crop areas, uh, the way that, that um, the government puts this map together and then you've got your light green areas on the map which are uh, more minor crop areas the trade is mostly concerned with these dark green areas so let's look at some of the maps here uh here's your gfs model through july 1st you look at at all this stuff in the central and eastern corn belt is going to be wet so where are your problems in regard to major corn growing areas i would argue that if this map is correct your problems are eastern north dakota eastern south dakota uh, maybe eastern Nebraska and southern Minnesota. Those would be your, your problem areas in regard to major corn growing areas. And no, if, if, if you're not in one of these, uh, what the map considers to be a major corn growing area, I'm not saying that you don't matter. I'm just saying that uh, the way that the forecast sets up, the way that the trade looks at this stuff, I think that's the most important stuff. 
Here's the Euro through July 1st, and you've got a lot of the same areas still dry. Uh, Eastern North Dakota, uh, this far southeast pocket of South Dakota looks like it might catch some rain, but still Southern Minnesota kind of dry. It looks like Nebraska may catch some rain here. And then again, the rest of these key corn growing areas still pretty wet through July 1st. Here's your uh, seven day map, the next seven days. Um, again, Eastern half of the Dakotas dry, a uh, little bit of relief for Nebraska. So I think the market's looking at this stuff and saying, you know, the, the majority of these key corn growing areas here, um, everything from Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, most of Iowa, um, and, and maybe some of Nebraska, depending on which map you look at, uh, they're going to catch some rains here. You're going to have problem areas, which include southern Minnesota, eastern uh, south, eastern North Dakota, eastern South Dakota, uh, maybe eastern Nebraska, depending on which map you look at. So I don't know if the map is, if, if the weather is bearish necessarily. I mean, we need these rains to come to fruition. We need this stuff to hit. But the, uh, the Euro model and the GFS model seem to be in fairly decent agreement here this morning. Um, and if all that stuff comes to fruition, yeah, there's going to be problem areas, but you could probably have a lot of areas with good crops too. So I figured I would show you that map just to kind of give you an idea as to, you know, where the key corn growing areas are and where the rain is forecasted. And yeah, a lot, I know a lot of you already know all this stuff, but maybe some of you don't. So I figured I would run through that very quickly. Um, the cattle market finished the day lower yesterday. Hog market was sharply lower again. Um, feeder cattle were uh, marginally higher in some contracts. Stock market's higher ahead of cash open. The S&P's up five. The Dow's up nine points. Precious metals are mixed. The U.S. dollar is up just a little bit. Been pretty strong there lately. Crude oil is down 50 cents in the August WTI at 72.62. Bonds are mixed. Everybody have a wonderful day today. I'll talk to you same time tomorrow.